It's the Locked On Flyers podcast for Wednesday, October 4th, your daily dose of Flyers news analysis and high quality content that is wondering what the Flyers are going to do with that last preseason game to get to a final roster. Nobody knows. Yeah, we are going to see what they will do or what we will do, plus your mailbag questions all on today's show. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, and thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here as always with Russ Cohen, who's on all your favorite social media apps at Sportsology. And as a show, we are at Locked On Flyers pretty much anywhere on social media. So find us there. You can subscribe or follow us for free over on YouTube or on the SiriusXM app. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, subscribe to get our latest episode as soon as it's available here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Russ, uh, I think we're getting down to the wire here. Uh, You know, obviously we have that break between the last preseason game and the first regular season game, about five days uh, for final decisions to be made. But the Flyers just have this one more preseason game left to make decisions. And, you know, trying to read the tea leaves with John Tortorella is a bit of a challenge here, right? It is. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't give up much and that's fine. I, it's hard for people that, you know, have to write every day and come up with this. Speaking about it, it's a little easier, um, not quite as repetitious, but that's where you're sort of left at this point. Like you're, you're left at this point where you've got this other game and then you've got like seven days off. Like they're going to be practicing stuff, but you know, you as coverage and fans, whatever, if you go, let's go into practice every day, which you might, um, it's seven days. So, I don't know what the heck's going to happen. We're just guessing. Yeah, it it seems like, you know, given that he was just on the bench for the first time um, and who he called out specifically as having played well, um, much like us, he thought Morgan Frost had a great game. It's really good to see that he's noticing that too, and it's the best he's looked at camp, and and there's really going to depend on him and Ryan Paling for face-off wins this season. Of course, Sean Couturier as well, but – I think that he really sees that as an area that the team is going to improve on. Yeah. I mean, it'll improve over last year. How much will it improve compared to the league? That's probably the bigger question. Yeah, we'll see. But he was also very effusive about Bobby Brink, that it was hard to keep him out of the top six, given how he's been playing. And he talks about maybe the lack of playmaking uh, on the team and that Brink is, is a guy that can fill that role. And so is that a clue as to where we're going with this? Not necessarily. I mean, because, you know, really Brink is more of a shooter than playmaker. He's got some playmaking in him. Uh, I think he's still trying to fire up Allison and others, too, with with those comments and help Brink. So I I don't think he's any closer with that one. I know everybody's like, well, we don't see how Brink can't make the team. Trust me. You got John Tortorella's coach. Brink could still not make the team. That's a possibility. Well, and he said directly that it's not Tyson Forster versus Bobby Brink. Yeah, he could say that. That's one nice. of these battles. So who's so who's Tyson Forster going up against exactly? Well, is it Wade Allison? You know, it, who else? Who right. else is in there? Like whatever. So, 
Yeah, I know. It is it is quite an enigma uh, trying to parse out what he says versus what message he is trying to send. Dallas but ultimately, play, you know, he can play the third line easy. He can play on the left side. Forrester can't play on the left side. He may force Brink on that left side. But again, I don't know if that's going to go well after like 10 games. So that's, you know, you're in risky territory if you start doing that. Right. And I think that's where the challenge is going to be because of the right side being so stacked yes. that somebody's going to have to move over to the left side and only some of the guys can do it to your point, Wade Allison. Right. And and that's why it's going to go right down to the wire. All right. So given that, and given what we know, as far as the pattern, the flyers have laid out here, they have done a round of cuts before each of these preseason games. You got to ask, are they going to do another round of cuts before this last preseason game on Thursday? They might. It really depends on what he sees or doesn't see in, in that practice beforehand. Uh, if he sees somebody just not performing up to it, he, that person's going to be sent down and not going to be able to play in that game. Otherwise, I think there won't be any cuts, but it's possible there could be. Given the way he talked about uh, Ronnie Adderd and Adam Jenning, I honestly still think they are going to get set down before this final game, just simply because Torts wants to get as close to the final lineup as possible. And I just don't see them making that final cut. No, and I, I'm kind of leaning your way. I am. Uh, and it has nothing to do with their play. Nothing. Getting no. been good. They've both been pretty good. But again, there's some lines in the sand drawn there that some of these guys are penciled in. And like I said, I wouldn't have penciled in Walker, but all right, whatever. Yeah, I think that's where the issue is, is that I think he just is going to want those two guys to get as much ice time as possible. And sending them down to the Phantoms is the right move if that's what you want, given where everybody else could fall. And so let's give him the opportunity to play in a couple preseason games with the Phantoms this weekend and get him down there and practicing as soon as possible. It's tricky. All this is tricky because there's not a guaranteed formula, right? But as an example, um, you're, you're only talking about Bobby Brink playing 51 professional games and three playoff games. That's it. Like, that's all he's played. So the defensemen have, have played more. But, like, it doesn't seem like that matters because they're going to go with some need here, too. Yeah. And we can't factor that out. Need is a, is a factor here because he, Torts knows they need more scoring. Like he knows it. Yeah. And I think that's ultimately going to be what makes the decision. Uh, but I just don't think he's ready to make that decision with Brink yet. Whereas I think like if they're going to, again, if they're going to make cuts before that final game, I think Sam Amala gets sent down and yes. then maybe Tanner Lazinski gets put on waivers. I think that's where we are with those two. Yeah. I mean, you know, right now we're looking at the defenseman playing basically just about a full season, getting a little less, added a little more um, of experience. And both of them are, it's more than, than break. And so uh, you have to, you have to be careful about that. Like that's, that's a tricky equation here. Nobody has had, none of these guys that we're talking about have had like two full seasons in the AHL, which is what you really want, honestly. 
Right. And that's why I think it makes sense to send Adderd and Jinning down yeah. just because it'll give them more ice time and more games at the pro level uh, with the Phantoms. And he knows that. And so he'll just make that decision right away. Um, but as far as the forwards, like, what do you think about Tuamala and Lazinski as far as potential cuts? Oh, they're cut. I mean, I, I don't, I think Tanner Lazinski could have three goals and it's not going to matter. Mm-hmm. I think Tuamala could, could score twice and they'd be like, Hey, that's great. You could keep doing that in Lehigh and keep it going. So I don't, I don't think there's any chance. The, the thing is, they have to make a real decision. Can Tyson Forrester score at this level? Because right now, he's not giving us the indication he could score in the preseason. He's had an assist or two, but he hasn't scored. And, he, you know, for a guy who wants the puck on the power play, he hasn't put it in. So that's worrisome. Yeah, I think so to some degree. I also think that he's a guy that they're going to keep on the main roster until they may have to make the final decision. Probably. I don't I don't think he's someone that they're going to cut prior to the last uh, preseason game. Unless he just has a bad practice and a bad game. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah. But for people, again, I have to answer to the people that don't think there's anything he could do more at the NHL level. I, you know, I'm going to disagree with that because you know he could lead his team in scoring he could lead the league in goals there's a lot of things he could do he's only 21 it's not like we're talking about someone that's 23 24 I mean last year you know he had 20 goals like that's it I mean he had 48 points he certainly can try and become a point of game player or at least get 35 40 goals that would give him you know better footing Yeah, I think it's entirely possible. Uh, And then the other decision they're going to have to make is on the goaltenders. And so do they wait until after the last preseason game? Because it seems obvious that Carter Hart is going to play the full game on Thursday. Uh, Will we get a clue as to the final uh, backup goalie as to who's going to back up Carter Hart that game? Or are they going to just wait until after that game to make those final goaltending? I think they're going to wait till after because there's also going to be like cap issues to decide what to do. There's cap implications here um, with Peterson, what to do with him. You know, this is where um, getting him to trade makes it tricky. And it's like, yeah, it's great that you've got, you know, players that you like, you know, you you got Grons, you got Walker, but you got to figure out what to do with him too. And you got a clouded, you know, spot in, in, in net, really just one backup spot for three guys or one backup spot and one permanent seat on the bench for two guys. Yeah, it's going to be tough, but uh, I think that how this lineup shakes out on Thursday will give us some clues. And so we're going to talk about what those lines could and should look like on Thursday coming up next. When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could do the same thing with your business? If you're building a roster to win the league, you need Indeed. Indeed is a hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search. So as soon as you sponsor a post, 
You'll get a short list of quality candidates and you can invite them to apply right away. Indeed knows when you're growing your business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for the quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now. That's Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So coming up later this week, of course, we will be talking about the final preseason game and these last decisions to make. Also, I spoke with Seth, one of my fellow Locked On NHL hosts, about the state of the Flyers. So look for that season preview clip in your feeds today. So Russ, uh, we've got this one more game to answer all of these questions we've just brought up in the previous segment. Um, is, is that one game enough to answer these questions or are they going to rely heavily on these practices? It's not enough. They're going to have to rely more on practices. I guess these scrimmages. Um, yeah, I don't feel like it's going to be settled at that point. Yeah, it, it is real tough. And for a team that is in this year one of a rebuild, you know, you, you feel like, OK, in the grand scheme of things, are these decisions that crucial to the rebuild and in some ways no because you know winning a fewer more few less games depending on this lineup isn't you know I think important in the grand scheme of things but development of some of these younger guys is and so these decisions how they affect the development of some of our prospects is the big part of these decisions right yeah that's that's the biggest thing is you know how are you affecting their development what would be better for their development yeah, so we did just talk about uh, the goaltending, and what do you think? Will the actual chosen backup get the backup slot Thursday night? Yeah, I think Ursan's the goalie. I don't think there's any battle going on. I just think it's a matter of what to do with the other two. Yeah, I think so. I think Sandstrom may be more likely to be taken in waivers, honestly. Yeah. And so what do you, what do, you do there? And so that's going to be that big decision. But if Urson is the backup on Thursday night, I would expect him to get that backup slot as well. We'll see what happens there. But if you look at the lines that we had versus Boston, there was definitely a little juggling mm -hmm. going in terms of giving some guys some shots. And we did not have, you know, that solid fourth line that we've saw uh, in the past of Delorier, Paling, and Hathaway. Um, only Ryan Paling was in that game because Allison and Brink and Forrester were all in that lineup. If Torts is saying this is going to be close to the final lineup, do you think we see that solid fourth line check into this one? I think his favorite fourth line is the one we know with Paling, Hathaway, Delorier, and that's what he's going to go with. Yeah, I think so, too, because he's going to want to give them one more preseason game right. to build that chemistry even further so that they're going into the regular season having just played with each other in in that last game, which takes some roster spots away if you're trying to get one final look at guys. And as he also said, uh, Cam Atkinson and Sean Couturier will check into that lineup. So you have to think Couturier is going to be the one C and they've put him with Farabee and Konechny. And I don't see that changing either. Right. Nope. Nope. Nothing. None of that's changing. So then you just have the middle six to work with. 
where Morgan Frost, Noah Cates, they're going to get those other two center positions, right? Yeah, Frost, I think, is, is penciled in as the second center. I think I think he's won the job. Yeah, so then you have Noah Cates as your 3C. Right. Um, or they, they could inverse, but I, I think you're probably right that Morgan Frost is the 2C and Noah Cates. All right, so then Cam Atkinson gets one of the right-wing positions there. So now you have three open forward spots, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. I, I just... The only guy I could see who's a definite roster person getting sat in this is Scott Lawton, just because he's reliable and they know he can just come back in whenever. Um, And and that's the only slot I see open because I see Owen Tippett, them putting him in the lineup. They're not going to sit him. And then we have this one other spot left. So is that Tyson Forster? Is that Bobby Brink? I mean, I would think they would put Bobby Brink in there, right? I mean, I would think, I mean, here's the crazy thing. So, like, in that last game, Noah Cates was horrible on faceoffs, and they kind of stopped using him. Is, does Scott Lawton never want to play center? Because Noah Cates is really a left winger that would solve your left side problem, and then you'd have Lawton down the middle, which would make you stronger down the middle. But I got to be honest, doesn't seem like he loves playing that position anymore. Well, they haven't put him there. That's for sure. Well, I know, but but why not? Well, I think that's a a really good thought. But also, if you're trying to get Wade Allison, Bobby Brink, and Tyson Forster into that last game, how do you do that if Lawton plays? Yeah, I mean, you can't, but I still think they could put an extra forward if they want. They could go with, you know, 6D if they want. They could do something silly like that if they want. Um, it is preseason, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if they if they skate an extra forward um, in that and rotate them in, is that also enough ice time? Well, it's better than nothing. For so anybody. you got to make the most of your ice time, and you figure some of those vets, they just won't have them in late in the game. Yeah, well, then do you play 5D? Yeah, I mean, that's what you do, and they could do that. Again, like I said, this last – it means the score means nothing. It's how the guys look. Yeah. I just think there's too many forward questions and not enough slots here. So what they decide to do with those two or three slots they have available to them is going to be, I think, a huge indicator of what those final questions are going to be, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, the crux of what's going on in camp and what could happen and might happen. And you know, again, someone could get injured too. Knock on wood that that does not happen. Uh, looking at the blue line, I think that so far they're, they have been pleased with Zamula, Sanheim, and York Risto. And so I see that being the top two pairings. Um, and then, you know, given who's left, I think they put Emil Andre in because they want to see him one more yeah, game. Yeah, I think so. And, and, and then potentially pair him with Walker. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, like, basically, the Flyers are forced to play Zamula. Because, again, you can't have two roster spots taken up by guys that are just guys you can't send down or won't send down or whatever. So that's why he's going to play. But he's played okay. But that's why he's going to play. Yeah. His contract gives him an edge, unfortunately. Yeah, I do think he's deserved it, though. I think he's played well. And so today, you don't know, like 15 games into it, if we'll feel that way. And then, you know, then you got the contract issue. 
Right. Well, I think that's a cross that bridge when we get to it situation for the Flyers. I think as long as Amula has reached a certain level of play, which I think he has in this preseason, they're going to keep him in. And I don't think it's like a harm to the Flyers lineup at all. I think he's playing well enough that um, given the personnel on the Flyers blue line right now, like I think he makes the cut and I don't think it's a question. No, I don't think there's a question right now. Yeah, so I think they do put him in for that last game. But again, you know, I, I just really think they, they do put Emil Andre in there uh, regardless because I think they want to see him one more game. Yeah, and that's fine. And then he will get cut. I mean, there's no question. He will get sent down and he'll have a big year in Lehigh and that's that's fine. Um, do I think, do I like this blue line compared to last year? Not really. I think we do know that this is the weakness of of this Flyers team. Yeah. And so there's going to be, I think, a little uh, pain that goes with it. But yes. I think, you know, like Tortorella says, there's going to be a lot of opportunity with it, too. And, you know, we'll see what happens. And is there going to be a midseason call up with either Adderd or Jenning or both? And will that reinvigorate the Flyers blue line and, and be a good development path for those guys uh, le- leading toward next season? Could be, but uh, with Stoll and Walker there, unless there's major injuries, like at least two of them, uh, I don't see a lot of opportunity. Well, I do think there will be on this blue line, much like Tortorella did last year, and, and given that they don't have anything to lose. Yeah, but he only he did that very late in the season. He didn't do that early on, and he, you know, acted like the season was on the line for a very long time, and so he might just do that again. I know that would not shock me. Could go either way, but I choose to live in the world where the chances are there. All right. Uh, we have some of your mailbag questions to answer, and we are going to do that coming up next. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. It's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, Russ, we've got a few mailbag questions to answer. Steve wants to know, are the depth vets actually getting in the way of, of the younger guys, or are the younger guys not ready anyway? Well, I think the depth that's on defense are getting in the way, yes. Because I don't think Walker's any great shakes, and he is certainly getting in the way. Uh, I like Mark Stahl as a guy. Is Mark Stahl going to make a big improvement on this season? Probably not. If he makes somebody better on that team, great. We'll wait and see on that. But but they definitely are getting in the way. Yeah, I think I agree with you that on the forward side, you know, there's a question as to whether or not you know, some of these guys are, are ready yet anyway. Um, and some of the vets that we do have are are good and, and deserve the spots. Um, I think, you know, prior to training camp, maybe we would have felt otherwise. Um, and I, I do think as far as in training camp, some of the vets have gotten in the way in terms of giving the younger guys chances. Um, but I do think that what we've seen from some of them has not been enough. And and they've been given every opportunity. So, you know, we'll see how this shakes out here. 
uh, at Red River Wave uh, said uh, over on YouTube, the games the Flyers win will be categorized as winning ugly under John Tortorella. As long as he's coaching them, that's going to be what it is. Uh, do you think that's a true statement, Russ? I mean, I think it's what he tells himself. And I think it'll be true to a certain degree, but I think there's going to be times where that's not going to be true. And we'll have to see how John handles it. This is more of a rebuilding year now. Last year, he was not going into this rebuilding. He's being told he's rebuilding here, but he's not showing all the classic signs of a rebuild. So he's still kind of doing it his way. We'll see. I mean, we'll see if he enjoys coaching in another two months. Now, I think in this preseason, at least, we haven't seen the Flyers being a pure shot blocking team. Now, maybe because it's the preseason, right. they don't want to get hurt. Right. They're not doing it as much. But I feel like the way the defense has played is not a true John Tortorella system. Again, that could kick in in the regular season. Mark Stahl gets in there and blocks you know, 12 shots a game. Yeah, so I think it's definitely a wait and see mode mm -hmm. situation for me um, to really know whether or not that's true. Uh, Michael wants to know, so far the Matt May Mitchkoff loan seems to be working. He's got four goals and six assists in eight games, including three points versus Siska, who sent him to Sochi. Is ice time all that matters here for him? No, I mean, look, he's got the offensive ability. There's more things that that go into a making up of a hockey player, traveling, practicing, all these other things, going through adversity, trying to make playoffs. You know, just going on a team where you're going to get a lot of playing time is great. Is he going to lead them to playoffs? I don't know. So that's that's a thing. I know everybody's talking about, well, hey, it's great if he's like third in the league in scoring. Okay, yeah, that's great. But you kind of want him to be a leader too. If you want him to be your best player down the line, he is going to have to lead the Flyers. And so that's something that doesn't happen overnight. No, that is absolutely true. And I think like for this first year of this three-year contract he has in the KHL, I think I, I wanted to see the scoring and maybe a little bit of leadership. Like I, I'm not expecting too much on that side of things this first year. I think as long as he's getting the ice time and he's scoring, that's a good first year for him I think that other stuff has got to start kicking in in year two year three so that when he comes over he is that complete mature player that we need on the flyer so he can kind of take the reins of this team yeah uh last question Ron wants to know who gets the most points on the flyers this season uh Travis connected yeah, I think so, too. I think maybe a dark horse candidate here is Joel Farabee, but I, I do think that Konechny uh, will pick up where he left off and provide the bulk of the scoring. The Farabee's playmaking, just not there. Like, he always was going to be a scorer, but he had some playmaking ability. We haven't seen that come back in his game yet, really. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. I just think that there there's going to be something about Farabee's season this year. Like, it, it feels like for him personally and, and his own individual goals and expectations of himself, this is going to be an important year for him no doubt. in his career. Um, all of that being said, I still think Travis Konechny yeah. outscores <laughs> right. him. Just, uh, I really feel like Konechny is like the... Um, I don't know if you would say a placeholder leader on this team while we're waiting for Matt Vaymichkov or some other elite player that we happen to draft. A building block kind of guy who can help you get to the yeah. next group because you feel like he probably won't be there. Uh, but he's peaking right now. So that's, you know, that's the other reason. Yeah, he's the steward of this team. Yeah. I guess that's the right word yeah. I am looking for right now. 
All right. That will do it for today's show. Thanks so much for listening. Of course, we will be back tomorrow to preview that last season, uh, preseason game against the New York Islanders and uh, see what kind of shape we're in heading into that game. Uh, as a reminder, we always want to hear from you. So if you've got questions you want us to answer on the show, you can send them to us via Twitter at LockdownFlyers. You can email us at LockdownFlyers at Gmail, or you can comment over on our YouTube channel. I am Rachel. I'm on the app formerly known as Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. Have a great day, everyone.